0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. Just a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. Housekeeping? house cleaning, Housekeeping. A little bit of housekeeping before we get started. One is, I know I start every single episode by saying welcome and thank you. And this episode comes out right before Thanksgiving. We're talking a lot about gratitude. And I just want to say that I really am grateful for you, that you take the time to listen to what Laura and I have to say. We, we love coming on here, talking to each other, talking to you, talking about things that are on your mind, things that are on our mind. It's a real privilege and it's not lost on me. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. That's a big deal. And I just want you to know that I appreciate you and hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. The second thing I wanna say is we have a bunch of really cool interviews coming up and I wanna make sure that we address stuff that you wanna hear about. So a couple of our interviews are gonna be very specifically around the issue of sex and intimacy and how that works. And I wanna hear your questions. I want to know what's on your mind. If you have any question at all about sex, how it works, sex or intimacy, any of it, uh, shoot me a note on the Instagram or shoot us a note at info at Imagine that you got to ask your question of everyone from a sex researcher to a veteran of the adult film industry, and maybe somebody in between. No question is off limits. Send us your, send it your way. Um, and we may ask it on the podcast for you. Last thing is I wanted to give you an update on fantasy football. Hey, it turns out if you want to be good at fantasy football, you have to actually play fantasy football. That goes for you. Michigan pizza kids. Also, I want to give a big shout out to Corey and Steph who had a big win this week over the Michigan pizza kids. They actually would have beaten everybody in the league coming on a strong here toward the end of the season. So congratulations. This has been really fun. Thank you for playing with us. Thank you for listening. Once again, hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving this week.
0: and your family trip at aruba.com. Good morning. Guten Morgen.
1: <laughs> How's, how you feeling?
0: Good. I got all the sleep last night. Why? Well, because the time change is now oh, yeah. uh, like...
1: Like it works in your favor.
0: It does work in my favor. And yeah, so my, my kiddo, we were reading in bed last night and he looked at me and he goes well, the, the, I think this is a good stopping point. And I was <laughs> like, do I point out the fact that it's 7.20 at night or do yeah. I just let him turn the lights off and go to bed? And I I did point it out. I was like, really? I just kind of got into my book. And he said, I'm just feeling kind of tired. And like yeah. he rolled over, started twitching two minutes later. it's like, wow, okay, well, what do I do with the next hour of my life? Because I go to bed at 8.30. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway,
0: not. so I got a lot of sleep and I'm feeling really good. Good. Yeah.
1: Well, congratulations. Thank you. I totally forgot. I totally forgot it was daylight savings. I woke up and I was like, where's the football? And
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Is that the thought that most men have in the morning is where's the football?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm just up before my family and like, I I just oh, watched like the pregames. Yeah. yeah. So I watched okay. the pregames and stuff and then I was like, nothing was on. And I was like, this is so weird. Hmm. And I had to ask somebody, Well, I had asked my computer.
0: My computer? What is happening up in the right, right, hand right corner. now? <laughs> it yeah. was like, oh. Um, well, um, you said, where's where's the football? And on Sunday, I. it's kind of silly, but it was so appreciative. My girlfriend said, hey, can we just kind of start a gratitude practice? I was like, yes, let's do it. That's so cool. Isn't that neat?
1: That's what I want to um, talk about today.
0: Gratitude? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. I had no idea. So yeah, yeah I told her I was really, really grateful. This is the place where I I get to tell you about my half marathon, but I'm trying to make it it seem like it's my gratitude practice. Yeah. But I really was grateful because Sunday morning, it was the time zone change. And I woke my family up at 5 a.m. And we loaded into the sprinter van and we drove two and a half hours over the pass in the snow um, to go run a race. So I ran the Silver Falls half marathon. It was had been raining, pouring down Mm -hmm. rain for like the previous three days. It snowed during the race and um, it was just one of the most. Have I sent you? I'll send you pictures. or if I, I think you
1: sent me a little video. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was awesome. It was so, so ch- like technical because I'm like, year, how'd you
1: do? Did you get your time? Was it was in under two hours. And you're like, mm, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm running through mud.
0: Yeah. It was bonkers. Okay. Let me tell you how bonkers the race was because um, it was, I did the half marathon, but there was also a full marathon and a 50K. And my swim coach ran the Swift 50k, and she came in first in her age group, and so, or maybe even out of the women. And I was like, "Well, what was her time?" And I went back and I actually looked at all of the, the times. And you kind of have in your mind like what a good marathon pace is, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the person who came in first finished the marathon at like a 10:20 pace. 10:20. So okay. that's like. It's very slow. slow for
1: a street marathon, but very exactly. good for like this mud thing. Okay.
0: Yes. Right. Well, even for trail courses, that's slow, Yeah. but it just like the conditions were bonker balls. And, um,
1: I just don't want any like couch potato weekend warriors out there being like, well, I could win that marathon because don't. it's not, it's not <laughs> it like was, through the sunny streets of Boston. It's like, yeah,
0: it was like gotcha. a mud, a mud mudder, gotcha. not intended the second and third person. I think the third person had, I run the marathon at my pace, I would have come in, I think like second. That's nice. how slow the marathoners were <laughs> Okay. because I was pretty dang slow. Yeah. So anyway, it was just, it was a and really thing. And the part cool, that you're
1: grateful for is what now?
0: The part that I'm grateful for is that my family woke up at five in the morning.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Drove there. and Everybody we, supported your dream. They supported my dream. But we spent seven and a half hours in the car just so I could go run for two and a half hours. Yeah. Cool. It was silly. Yeah. Yeah. Because coming back over the pass, we were in stop and go traffic, mostly stop, to the point where we were parked on the highway because of the snow and the conditions. Oh, gross. And that's, I yeah, hate that yucky. so much. Okay. I'm over telling you about my marathon. I did the marathon. exact
1: opposite. I spent the entire weekend on the couch because I had my surgery.
0: <gasps> Hold on. You never, can I see your belly button? No, please.
1: I'll send you a picture of something. It's really gross right now.
0: Right. What is it yeah. when, um, spoiler alert, this is going to be gross, but you know, when people get like little, um, like their inner lining of their anus comes <laughs> out when they, um, like when they strain too hard yeah, or have babies. Know what that is. Yeah. I, Come yeah. on. It's like, they describe it as like cauliflower butt. Yep. I don't know that that is. When you sent me the second picture, <laughs> your post-surgery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, is I this a I didn't send butthole? you the third picture though. Can I see it? Will you send it to me right now? Please, uh, please, please. I don't have my phone.
1: I'll send it to you after. Um, no. So just for, so everybody knows, Context. I don't think you know this story, but I had an umbilical hernia, which means my, my intestines were coming out of my belly button, just just enough to be uncomfortable and unsightly. And I was at Laura's house, you? and I was wrestling Holden. I was wrestling with Holden on the floor, and we were like just doing all this stuff. And my and Laura was like, "What is that?"
0: <laughs> I didn't even know
1: it was a thing, but she di- quickly diagnosed me, and um, that was it's I don't know a couple of years ago, a couple three, couple three years ago. But this mm-hmm. summer, this summer we hit our out of pocket maximum on our on our health insurance, So yeah. I was like, "I guess Elective I'm going to go surgeries. get it fixed now." <laughs> so. Great. But yeah, they just uh they kind of tucked it, tucked my intestines back in, they put a little patch on it. And mm-hmm. and the first day I was like, oh that was easy peasy. But then the second day it got all swollen and bruised and gross. And so yeah. you welcome, Podcast Land, for that. Um <laughs> but um yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling much better and I'm am feeling good about that. So thank you. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't even know how to describe what it looked like when I saw um this thing protruding from your abdomen. And yeah. I called it your abdomen, not your belly just yeah. to be kind.
1: It was um, <laughs> one time, one time, one time I went through uh, security at the airport and did I tell you the story. I went no. through security at the airport. I got through everything because I'd emptied my pockets and done all this stuff. But my shirt was tight enough that the guy was looked at my belly and he goes, what's that? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He goes, what do you have in your, in your shirt there in your pants? You're like, like
0: belly fat. It's
1: my body. It's like, what do you, <laughs> it's what it's just me. So I had to show him my belly button, which was again, my hernia just kind of was right there.
0: <laughs> I don't know what I would call it. Like your belly silver dollar. Like it's, it was, it was, it was big. Yeah. Yeah. It like, it's like a mini chocolate chip cookie that was like kind of yeah. hanging out on the top. Anyway, of your it's stomach. not
1: there anymore. And I can't wait for like maybe a few more days when it goes like, it's just like, goes a little more normal.
0: Yeah. When your beach bod comes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man.
0: Okay. We got to talk about something important now.
1: Well, I, uh, I, I, I said, I want to talk about spiritual intimacy. There's a specific reason this, this podcast will come out right before Thanksgiving. And so Mm -hmm. we're heading into the holidays. We're kind of doing all the things right now that make us feel connected and warm and fuzzy. Um, I love seeing clients around Thanksgiving because I do point them to gratitude. I always say, Hey, this is the perfect Mm. time to like reflect on things that are going well or to count your blessings or, and it's cheesy and kind of your go around the table, but it's important. We've talked about gratitude a lot on the podcast. And I think about, um, that one study that I read that I promised to send to some lady who asked me and then I never sent it to her, but it's the idea that people who have a regular gratitude practice, Mm -hmm. they're healthier. Um, and people who are very specific about their gratitude are healthier than people who are less specific. And hmm. so there's something about that for me right now that just feels important. But the, the idea of spiritual intimacy came from a conversation I was having with some clients. And it just made me kind of think a little bit about how to point people in a direction. Mm-hmm. Gratitude's an easy one, but there are lots of other ones. So yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today.
0: Mm. I've actually been a little... I'm going to take like you were sort of, you know, on the high level talking about this in an intelligent way. And I'm going to bring it down just for a second in that I had um, a little envy for a couple from Love is Blind. Have you seen this? The show Love is Blind? I have not. Okay. So the premise is some of the women in the car are like, Oh my gosh, yes, please. Laura, talk about love is blind. I can't <laughs> even handle it. It's a reality show. And it's like okay. one of those, you know, I, I will call it a trashy, empty reality show, but in some ways it hooks you because these are humans that are kind of like trying to fall in love, but it, they can't see each other. That's why love is blind, mm. right? It's two people. They're in these, they call them pods. They can't see each other. They're talking to one another and they're trying to build intimacy just through conversation. Mm. And I'm watching this couple where he's kind of on the fence, right? Like he's attracted to this other woman and what she has going on. And then all of a sudden the two of them discover that they have spiritual intimacy. Uh Something happens where, and it's fine. Like they're supposed to be dating multiple people at the same time to try and figure out like, who am I attracted to? What's hooking me, whatever it might be. And the moment I swear to you that this guy Understands that this woman comes from a background of faith and they have this shared connection of spiritual intimacy. It was like their relationship launched.
1: Okay. Everybody okay.
0: else fell down. Like it was, it was kind of incredible to watch. And um, I think what happened was this woman said, you know, I've been thinking about you. A lot. And she's dating, you know, 15 other guys at the same time, Mm. but this guy's standing out. And he said, Really? And she said, Yeah, you know, I actually prayed for you last night. And you could just see it was like game over. Boom. Like the shared value and the connection in that spiritual level really deepened whatever shallow connection they had before to a whole nother level. And at that moment I went. I think I'm actually kind of envious of this couple mm. that they have a shared spiritual intimacy. That's something that definitely is not a connection, at least on the, mm, I would say like religion, like a shared religion Yeah. with my husband. Yeah. But I do want to be clear that when we talk about spiritual intimacy, we're not talking about religion.
1: Well, interestingly your what you observed is exactly the same thing I observed in my office, which was this mm. couple talking about how much they envied, this other couple that they sometimes spend time with Hmm. that other couple was religious. They have a deeply Catholic shared Catholic background together. Mm -hmm. Um, They, you know, that is a big part of their identity, but the couple that I was with was saying, yeah, we're not religious. We don't actually want to go to church. In fact, we kind of have a distaste for the church, but I really do envy what they have. I envy something about them. Yeah. And I, so I immediately thought, what do they have? Mm Mm-hmm. What do they have? Like, regardless of it's, if it's the Catholic church or if it's, I prayed for you, or if it's, you know, we both worship, you know, rocks or something like, what is it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What, what does it mean actually to have mm-hmm. a sense of this thing that you and my couple have decided that they envy? Right.
0: What is it? Yeah. You know,
1: do you have a sense of it?
0: Yeah. a little. We messed bit. around
1: with it a little bit and I'm happy to do that here, but I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I wonder what you think.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I, cause I had that same experience with, uh, I went on a girl's trip, surprise, surprise, another little yeah. mini, mini staycation. Yeah. Um, and we were all going around and just talking and you know, some of the women in the group are, you know, have faith and are religious and we were all kind of sharing our point of views. And my girlfriend said, you know, my husband and I, we just follow the golden rule. That is something that we deeply believe in. And so she started to share actually all of the things that she she and her husband align on mm. that are values. So what she was doing, she was saying, we don't have like a prescribed religion, but what yeah. we do have is a very clear direction in how we want to live our lives and what takes precedence and how we like place values. And that's where I was like, okay, that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's a really And they clear, know what it is. Yes. And it's an agreement, right? Yeah. Like we have an agreement and we know what we're chasing in life, what holds value and space and time and energy. And, um, and it's something that they reinforce in one another. And it's something that they share on a very regular basis. Uh, yeah. even when they wake up in the morning on a Sunday, they're not going to watch football. Actually, they do watch football as a family. Yeah but um they also are going to wake up early and go skiing as a family and it's family yeah. time well, so that's to, where where yeah. it come down to well it. and
1: it's uh, so again we 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 batted around a little bit this couple and I and and uh, and I'm and let's do it here but like there are things that are true about spiritual intimacy so for example your your couple that you're just describing
0: mm-hmm.
1: their the spiritual intimacy means that you always have access to it right so you always have access to gratitude you could wake up and it could be like the worst weather ever. And you have, you had big plans for the day and your plans just got ruined, but you know what? I have a roof over my head and I'm here with you. And I, I have choices inside here. Like we always have access to gratitude or to right. adventure. Like you can, that, that's one thing. It's sort of the higher power notion. Huh. There's something bigger here than just my circumstance. I think it is a place that you can begin to lean into spiritual intimacy.
0: So maybe not something that you control, but something that,
1: I I just think of something bigger than you. Okay. And some people will call it God and some people Uh will call it Jesus Christ and some people will Mm -hmm. call it, you know, Buddha or, um, Mm -hmm. but, but I think whatever you call it, it's, it's something that says we are connected to that. Some people call it the universe, but there's just some sense of perspective that says we're not just subject to whatever we created right here in this space right here.
0: Would the golden rule fall into that?
1: What's the goal? How are they defining the golden rule? Treat others as you would treat yourself. Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: I mean, there's something about kindness and generosity and compassion that is a part of that. Like we always have access to that.
0: Yeah. And it sort of makes me think like you don't pick and choose, right? Like when you, when you play out the golden rule, like the golden rule is when you're on the subway, the golden rule is when you're having a crappy day, the golden rule is Mm -hmm. when you're sick and you're in bed like you don't get to treat other people like crap like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like like you said you always have access to it it's not something that you pick and choose yeah hmm. okay
1: so i think that's on the list i think um i think there's something about feeling connected to others the one uh, we were we were talking a little bit about church and what church does for people what church does for people is it says hey there's this time during the week it happens to be sunday morning that you can show up and you can be a part of a thing that is connected to other people and they're all pointing in the same direction. Like that's a thing that happens. If you don't go to church, like what is that thing? What is the thing that you do that you kind of find yourself bound to or connected to a larger sense of what it means to be alive and in community that I think that's part of spiritual intimacy is that we, we connect to other, we connect to other things together. Mm Right. Right. Some of the cool. most painful conversations I have in my office are people who don't go to church together. Like right. she yeah. goes, but he doesn't. And that's a pain right. point for them. So there's something about the opposite of that. Meaning we do this thing together. Right. That I think is part of spiritual intimacy. And if it's not church, what could it be? I mean, it could be a book club. It could be volunteering at the PTA. Mm-hmm. It could be, um, it could be adventure, you know, mm-hmm. um, or a vacation club that you're a part of, or, a um. I don't know, but I was just thinking again. Like, what is it? What brings you to a sense that we are bound together by something
0: mm-hmm.
1: bigger than us? That's probably the theme. Mm-hmm. There's something bigger than us. I think has to be involved in spiritual intimacy.
0: Yeah, I'm deep in thought right now. I'm thinking about all the ways because because I am not aligned. Like, I when I met my husband, I was deeply entrenched in going to church and having that as a community he was not and so I don't go well if I do go to church it's mostly on my own um but I'm trying to think of like what brings us together that is bigger than the two of us
1: yeah well, you guys have the you guys have a uh, okay. Here's another thing. Maybe is okay. it's kind of the idea that we have a theme or we have a motto. I mean, the thing that binds you guys is we're three best friends. Um, not necessarily right. the two of you, but it's like
0: yeah,
1: we are. Um, this is what we are about. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's clarity about that. Maybe it's back to the top of the list is that we can actually name and point to the thing that makes us different, that things that sets us apart. Um. So that's a big part of it. Again, I was thinking about this couple. One of the things that um, they noted about this, this couple that they envied is that they are not aligned at the level of their kind of intellectual capacity. Mm -hmm. So he's a very, very smart guy Mm -hmm. and she's like, not, Um, Eh. but when they talk about their career or their life, they both use we a lot. Oh yeah. We are doing this thing or we Mm -hmm. have this conference coming up or we have this uh challenge this parenting challenge that we're dealing with so again sort of this spiritual intimacy at the level that transcends maybe the label the label is i'm successful or i'm smart and you're less successful or you're Mm -hmm. less smart or i'm athletic and you're not or i'm i'm churchy and you're not or whatever so there's a we and i think you guys do that really well how so well, cause you're three best friends. I mean, I think that, I think you end up being, uh, yeah. you, you end up, you're both like sort of fiercely independent and clear about your own self, but like you always sort of rubber band back to, mm-hmm. to sort of we,
0: you know, I was just thinking about this as we are getting ready to, uh, like if I was to think about spiritual intimacy in our household and our family, it's a hundred percent adventure yeah. and being together. Like yeah. it's, We can be adventurous uh, alone and and independently, but that's not what we're chasing. What we're chasing is the experience of being adventurous together. And as we're getting ready for snow starting to fall and we have three, four months plotted out of like, what is our winter adventure going to look like? And we started talking. We said, well, I know Holden has this race team that he's on. He's starting a ski race team. We're going to be at the mountain every single Saturday. And I said, you know what I really want to do? I want to learn how to skate ski. and I really Mm -hmm. want to take lessons. And it was a conversation. Skate skiing is, you know, what classic skiing is like uh, cross country skiing where you go forward. Skate skiing is like you're skating. So you're making more of like a V motion. And it's like, oh, my gosh, amazing for the glutes. I'm going to have fun. new equipment or you
1: just it's a different way that you move your feet.
0: New equipment. Yeah. The oh, okay. skis are smaller. Like they're more, gotcha. yeah, it's definitely a, a more difficult sport to pick up. So I wanted to take lessons so that I could figure out how to do it. But it was a conversation with my husband of this is going to take me out of the experience of the adventure that we are planning on together as a family of three best friends, where mm-hmm. this is the thing that I'm doing by myself on a Sunday for two hours. How do you feel about that? And I'm just, I can see how when you are fully clear on what your what brings you together, what that thing beyond the, yourself is, right? For us, it's adventure. When it bucks a system or it pushes against it, I can see how that is a conversation or tension that might occur in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because me skiing on my own, that, that goes against the value that we have as three best friends doing this thing together on the weekends.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. I I mean, it's, it's, you still being, I mean, you, you're pursuing your own thing, but part of, part of being, uh, you know, spiritually intimate or being aligned at something at the level bigger than me is that this, like what my partner needs is bigger than me too. Mm. You know, like in order for her to feel like she can show up as a friend, she needs to, well, she needs to learn how to skate ski or maybe just eat a sandwich or maybe he needs to (laughs) take a nap or something that is contrary to the moment, but it's still in service of the bigger thing
0: the bigger picture. That's you know? uh, okay. All right, that is that's totally true. I I am
1: I'm, hmm. I'm keen on what I want more than anything is for people who listen to this right before Thanksgiving is for them to to begin to seed their own conversation about what is spiritual intimacy and and the holidays invite that quite a bit for us. We talk a lot about kind of rituals and how important rituals are and we're headed into the time where all of the rituals are like kind of lined up for us almost. I mean, it's just like, okay. Thursday, we're going to this house and we're eating this and we're doing that. And we're going to do the Mm -hmm. thing and the, and then next is, and then the next thing is, and then we get our tree on the Friday and we did, and then we do this and, you know, and then everybody has obviously their different rituals based on their, their background or whatever, but put them under the microscope, put them under the microscope and understand a little bit Mm -hmm. of like, what is it that we're actually doing? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing it? And what does Mm -hmm. it say about us? What does it say about we, Mm -hmm. and I do think that Gratitude is the beginning. If I think about what I want for my marriage and what I want for my family, it's that we are about and around understanding that there's always, we always have access to gratitude because Mm. the world right now wants you to feel bereft and sad and scared and alone. And you don't have to, I mean, you got all Mm. kinds of reasons. You got all kinds of reasons that you could do that. And that's not even to say that those things aren't real but you don't have to feel that way. You, you can, you always, always, always have access to gratitude. And I think that that is, if it's not just a reality, then just think of it too as an opportunity to become healthier. Mm -hmm. Like again, people who have a regular gratitude practice, they, they generate more stress reducing hormones than people who don't have a regular gratitude practice and people Mm -hmm. who are specific about that gratitude, they generate more of those stress reducing hormones. So if, if you're interested in trying to feel more connected to your partner, to the world, to the universe, then that's where I think you ought to start.
0: And I'm going to tap into this because I'm a huge fan of not just listening to podcasts, but actually like, how do I actually make that happen? Mm. What's the first step I need to do to take this information that I'm hearing and put it into place? And I would do the, the thing that my girlfriend did yesterday, which is she reached out to me and she said, Laura, I would really like to get in a space of gratitude And I would like to have a daily practice where we just text each other. We use Marco Polo as an app where we talk at each other and we can watch the video at any point. And, um, and she said, I would really like to just get in the habit of sending a gratitude to you. That is me verbalizing my appreciation for whatever in the world. It doesn't have to be about me. Obviously it's not going to be about me, but it's having that accountability buddy. And if you have somebody in your life, like Zach in my life or, my girlfriend, my mom, whatever it might be, text them and just say, I'd really like to try this. Are you game? Are you interested? Yeah, hundred percent.
1: I, I got one of those yesterday too. Just, uh, I, I spent, uh, I spent Thursday night in a networking happy hour. <laughs> oh my God. It was the worst. In okay. part because I don't like networking and I don't drink anymore. So it was just like, I
0: was like, Oh my God. Yeah. But but,
1: so but um, that sounds
0: like absolute hell for the introvert over here. I
1: got to, I got to connect with a whole bunch of people and, uh and I got to say thank you. Cause it was a bunch of people who worked on a project for you and me. And then, um oh. and then over the weekend I got a bunch well, these of are like, great
0: people, by the uh, way, they're
1: amazing. They are amazing. But I had had surgery that afternoon. Oh, I was grouchy.
0: <laughs> you were on painkillers. I
1: was on oxy. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and I'm just trying to work this room, which I want to be attentive. But anyway, I, I'm not sad I went. I just was like, man, this is not the right environment for me right now. But, um, but full of gratitude, room full of gratitude. And then of course we got a bunch of you and I both got a bunch of notes this weekend that were just sort of, thank you for thanking you. That's the other thing. It doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, thank you. No, 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 no. Thank uh-huh. you. No, thank you. And I think ultimately <laughs> if you keep doing that, yeah, you don't have any choice but to go, but to go, you know what? like thank God or thank the universe or think higher power, because if you're just driving it up, it it's ultimately we have to go, you know, it is, we're actually, this is actually pretty good. We got it pretty mm-hmm.
0: good. I have a new idea. Okay. Are you ready? This yeah. just came to mind. Um, are you, yeah, you are somebody that sends out every year you send out a Christmas card. I do. Um, Or, you know, just like an annual card. I send card. out a
1: badass Christmas card every you year. You do. It's, so it's, he, like,
0: it's like pages. So you yeah. take the time and you type out front and back, you print mm-hmm. it out, you stick it in. Usually there's not even a picture. Maybe there is. There's a
1: picture. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but it's
1: not the picture you expect.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so rather than spending your time, you know, trying to find the perfect family photo and then spending all that money, you know, printing it and then sending it to people. What if instead every day you just wrote a gratitude, just a handwritten little note of gratitude to the person you would normally send it to. So maybe you have a list of 50 people that you send these like pretty, you know, pictures that are very generic and non-personal, but instead you were like, you know what, today I'm just going to write my gratitude and it's going to be for this family. And you take a moment to bring that family into your life or whatever, into your mind and think about what is it that I, why do I keep connecting with these people? Why do I have gratitude for them? Write it down, put it in an envelope and just send them one by one every single day. Sure. This is just an idea that came to mind.
1: I love it. Or uh, if you're and, this podcast on and, Tuesday, and, well, or is the same oh, mm, um, or doesn't. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. But diminishes the thing that came before uh-huh. it or doesn't or still equalizes those things, but also, and, and, okay. or, uh-huh. and, or. If you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, uh, before Thanksgiving, like just do Thanksgiving a little bit differently when you, when you go around the table and everybody says, Hey, what are you thankful for? Decide what you really are. Like think of some surprise us.
0: Hmm. Like take some time to cue it up. Like, okay.
1: Yeah. Or like like, really lean into it. I don't know. I just, again, I, this is what I want for my family. It's what I want for you. It's what I want for our people. And yeah, I think if it's in service of something that we could all call spiritual intimacy, then it's a win.
0: All right. Let's land this plane. This, This was interesting. I liked it. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I hope that you something clicked. I hope that you had a little aha moment and that you're going to take this podcast and you're going to find some way to bring it into your daily life, whether it be with your partner, with your friendships, finding some kind of way to express gratitude to others, or even just think about what you're grateful for. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday.